think like everybody else in about March or April, we just went, oh, what's going to happen? And then sales just started going up and right. been up. And so March this year was double what March was last year. Um, and the sales just kept going up. And then we ran the equity crowdfunding campaign with Virtual and raised $2 million. And because yeah. it was so, you know, everybody just loves that story about the Perth mum, you know, with the hot sauce. Hi, Charlie Gunningham here. And welcome to a special episode of Startup West and the final one for 2020. What you're about to hear is a startup founder panel held during the recent Frio Startup Fest and recorded live on stage at the Sonar Room Little Creatures in Fremantle. I chat with three WA founders who've built their businesses through a global pandemic this year. Two of them have raised $2 million each. One had a baby and another doubled revenues to $780 million. We titled the session, Building a Scalable Business in WA, What Pandemic? Please enjoy the discussion in front of a live audience with Matt James, CTO of Virtual Gaming Worlds, Dan Javevsky, founder and CEO of WeMoney, and Rene Bunster, founder of Bunsters. Starting with you, Matt, can we have like a 30-second on yourself? And um, maybe if you can throw in, so I lay in maybe 40 seconds, a quirky fact that maybe we don't know about Matt James. All right. I'll you know, like go. Tiddlywinks champion, 1997 or... Whatever. Sure. Uh, So I'm Matt James. I'm the Chief Technology Officer at VGW. Uh, VGW is an online social casino and poker site. We operate in the US, but we were founded and our headquarters is still in Perth. The founder was Lawrence. I've been with the company for five years now since we're about finding product market fit. And I've helped uh, Lawrence grow the company to what it is today, which is 600 people. And as Charlie mentioned with $780 million in revenue. Um, Woo! And 70 million profit. Yeah. In the last year. 70 million profit. Hey, Renee, what about that? <laughs> this is the wrong business. No, so, you're right, but chili vodka is the right business. Yeah. I'm not a founder like these two are, so I'll leave some of those questions to those guys, but I think. We'll try the 680 yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I can probably provide a bit of perspective on how to. Uh, scale a startup into something that's uh, really yeah. large and making a lot of money. And quirky fact? Quirky fact, I used to do parkour, which is like running and jumping and climbing up walls. And I did that in Perth for about seven or eight years. Is that like really geeky then? It's like, quite geeky. Like jiu-jitsu yeah. geeky? Okay. It, it's super geeky, but right. it's a bit cool. different. Some Like most people have heard of it now. When I started doing it, no one had heard of it. So I was getting really weird looks in the park. Park, <laughs> parkour? What's yeah. it? Parkour, yeah. Parkour. It's like free running. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dan, Dan Javisky. Thanks, you'll, you'll have 700 million revenue soon, won't you? Yeah. Yes, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, thanks for that. Dan Javisky, founder and CEO of WeMoney. Uh, WeMoney is a AI-driven financial wellness platform that helps you manage all your financial life in one place. It also has a social and community element to it. Uh, last 13 years, I've spent at the nexus of finance and technology uh, first foray into startups was back in 2012 when there was absolutely nothing like this awesome uh, scene here with everybody coming around together in one place talking about startups. I had my four walls in my mum's lounge room um, and me and my boxer shorts for pretty much a whole year. So it's awesome to see how far Perth has come. So go WA. Um, uh, first startup was called switchmyloan.com.au, double-sided uh, mortgage marketplace, did that for about five years. I would say in that five years, that experience was chewing glass 
more or less. Um, and we um, were quite successful to get an exit in that in that company in 2016 towards the company. Being very modest, you sold to Pioneer Credit. Yes, yeah, right? in 2016. Nice. And um, stayed with the acquirer for about a year and a half, and then did. Um, so you're doing it all again. Doing it all again. My wife now, thankfully, has given me permission to go out and uh, do company number two. I'm a pension for pain, so um, right another yeah, fintech. Up. Another fintech, yeah. Just okay. um, we saw all the problems um, that exist in the last twelve years, and right now we really want to sort sort it out. And quirky recalls. fact, quirky fact, job double jointed. What? Um, I can You've take my show arms. Me. I show did, me. I did it two years ago and ended up in hospital. So oh, <laughs> we won't do that then. But oh, in my youth, that. I used to be able to skip with my arms. So, yeah, there we go. Double yeah. jointed where? On my shoulders. So I can, oh, no. No, don't yeah. show me. Oh. oh, no, don't do that. That's just not right. Okay. Renee. Renee Bunster. Um, my name is Renee Bunster and I run a company called Bunsters and we make uh, delicious chilli products, whether they are hot sauces and now vodka and wow. many more to come. And um, I raised $2 is million. Is that what's in your drink thing here? A little bit. A little bit. Um, Just a little bit. I knew it was going to be late. <laughs> Keep it down. Um, okay, sorry. And, yeah. You've, the reason why I have a business, the reason why I'm sitting here next to these legends is because I put the words – shit the bed on the front of my bottle of hot sauce and then it went viral and then I instantly just had um, more advertising than I could ever hope for. So the whole so world the wanted it. shit the bed girl. I'm the shit the bed All lady. Right, we got some yeah. fans in the audience. Right. I met one yesterday. I went to my kid's school for the first time yesterday and this chick's like, where do I know you from? Where do I know you? Where do I know you? And we went through like 20 different things. I said, do you like hot sauce? Yes. So I make shit the bed, and she just stuck her hand out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit the bed. Yeah. Thank you. And that's quirky a, fact? That's pretty quirky. But, um, that is pretty quirky. Um, yeah. I recently got a medicinal marijuana prescription. Oh. Weed oh. is legal now, people. It's legal. I've got a, I've got a thing. I can just pull it out and show the cops. <laughs> okay. Like, right, right. right. You can't bust me. And for why? Just oh, because. Insomnia. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I can't sleep at night, mate. Yeah. And I, you remember that time you couldn't sleep? Yeah. I'm a disco marijuana. It's going to help. Yeah. I'm having some Fantastic. trouble sleeping as well. <laughs> yes. Everybody, everybody has trouble sleeping. Everyone in the audience has got everyone. problem that's, sleeping. It that's the reason. Comes with stuff. So that's a new line for Bunsters? Mm, no. The law, Maybe. a few laws need to change before uh, we can do that, but... Don't okay. worry, it's on the radar. So, guys, tell us how this year's been for you. Um, what was it like when, you know, mid-March lockdown, did it have much effect? Did you just blow past it? Did it actually improve things for you? Matt, I'd have thought, I think your business doubled during lockdown. People suddenly wanted to play yeah. social games because they didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, absolutely. We, we saw a lot of people, yeah, getting online. Like, all, almost overnight, uh, our activity went up on the site. And yeah, we reap the benefit of it. It's a bit of a yeah mixed thing because obviously we're not super happy about what's going on in the US at the moment. Uh, and also we can't really take the credit for the huge growth that we've seen this year because it was ma like mainly down to, to COVID. So our approach was just um, lock things down. You're a pandemic profiteer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it, to be honest. Right. But obviously, it's great for us, but we want to see things improve. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah, we also can't take the credit. We can't attribute that growth to, uh, like, or a lot of that growth to 
anything we've done. It was happenstance. Year. I mean, yeah. bad things happen to startups, but sometimes good things happen. But you're, you're a scale up. You're beyond startup. Yeah. Started about 2012, was it? Ish. Yeah. Yeah, around there. Probably that, that was when Lawrence was um, just working out of Space Cubed. So Lawrence Escalante. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. Who's founder. the founder. And, and honestly, Lawrence is the most, the biggest risk taker I've ever seen. He's just, mm. he's absolutely mad. Uh, he is relentless and um, he met Kev as well. I think Kev was sort of a balancing Kevin force. Brown. Kev yep. Brown. Kev mm-hmm. Brown was a bit of a balancing force to that, which is uh, interesting. crazy Scotsman, yep. Kevin Brown, yeah. Yep. Who's now at, I think, Isatana. That's right, yeah. 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 Okay. So between the two of them, they, yeah, banged away on, on a heap of ideas and uh, found something that ended up working. Yeah, great. And it's social gaming. It's not gambling. There's a distinction. That's right, yeah. And you have to be very careful, I think. But 98% of your revenues in the US, is that right? Yep, that's right. And a little bit in Canada. Um, but right. we, we're a global company. We've got offices all over the place, but our headquarters is in Perth at the moment. And did you say 600 yeah. staff? Um, yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And how many in Perth? About 130 of those. Okay. So engineers, programmers? Yep. We've got about uh, 40 to 50 software developers in Perth right. and, and product uh, development and design, and then uh, marketing and finance in Sydney, customer service uh, in, in Manila, in the Philippines, yeah. and then uh, some, some other offices around the world, the US, Bucharest, uh, yeah, and I'm sure there's a few others. When it expanded that fast, you know, double number of users in a month or something like that, um, you being the CTO, how could you handle that? How could you scale that up and ramp up the servers? Or Sorry, I'm not technical, but whatever you had to do to handle that. Massive yeah. increase. Well, we also had pretty big growth last year as well. So right. we've just been through a whole exercise to scale up our servers and handle huge growth. And then we got hit again. And the activity on the site actually went up for by about 5x at one point. Wow. So yeah, okay. we, we hit a lot of issues. Um, so a lot of this year has been about locking things down, um, getting, yeah, getting things like that running smoothly, and not so much about uh, introducing new ideas into the fold. Right. Okay. Yeah. Dan. How has 2020 been for you? You started, I think, did your first line of code um, October, November last year. So, yep. you're just over a year old. So, you would have been just, not even launched, or would you have been just launched when the pandemic hit? Uh, we were in a private alpha test uh-huh. uh, in, in about February. Um, we started our pre-conversations. We, we raised 500 grand last year in a pre-seed round and then... Uh, started thinking about our second raise um, in around sort of February and when stuff got really real. I was in Sydney at the time when I think it was the last flight uh, before the nation went into lockdown. Um, and we formally started our cap raise on the 1st of April. People say it was a joke, an April Fool's joke. Uh-huh. It wasn't. It was uh, due to necessity. And um, look, I think mixed feelings. I think our product, um, certainly our sort of mission and reason for being is to help people live their best financial lives. And, you know, COVID and people losing their jobs and that unemployment factor, certainly a platform like WeMoney can, can really help out in those times. Um, but investors were very scared. So capital deployment, everybody, you know, pretty much said no to uh, deploying sort of cash. Um, and, yeah, we spent the next sort of two and a half months panning the pavement, made a lot of mistakes in that process, but ultimately um, found love here in WA in terms of investment. And we probably should have started here first, truth be told. We were sort of all carried away with, you know, the East Coast fundraising circuit. But um, we actually probably should have started our fundraise here. And you raised so. two. Yeah, yeah, go WA. Thank you. Um, heckler in the front row. Um, 
well, technically second row. No one sits in the front row. Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide. Yay. The only place locked down in the whole of Australia. <laughs> nice to have you in WA. Yeah. Now, you, now we know why you're here. Thanks for coming. $2 million raise. Um, how, so you did it all in WA, having tried not, the, not all. The, not all in WA. Okay. We, we did a majority of it here in um, in WA, led by um, RAC Better Labs. So that was our lead ah. investor for that round. But um, one one sort of big lesson that I took is, um, and this probably goes for all entrepreneurs who are thinking about this, who get sort of blinded by all the you know the shiny sort of VCs um, out in, out in the east. There's plenty of money here. Um, you've just got to speak to the right people. And um, one thing that we didn't do is raise small checks here first and take that momentum um, elsewhere. Um, but after a few fintech um, industry insiders um, tipped into the hat, it made it really sort of easy to close our round. Um, I think the other challenging part, Charlie, was the team, you know, was really uncertain. You know, going into a fundraising with, you know, 200 grand in the bank thinking, right, I've only got, you know, effectively maybe three months, four months worth of runway um, into, you know, a pretty sort of precarious time. Um, and the team sort of really came together. Everyone took sort of pay cuts to get through that period of time. Um, I wasn't paying myself, but really to see the team come together and just double down, that was absolutely amazing. So shout out to the We Money team if you're listening to this. Um, if it wasn't for you guys during that moment of time, we wouldn't we wouldn't probably be where we are. So um, bittersweet. But at the end of that, Charlie, I think when people got to sort of realise in um, probably I reckon sort of June or July, um, the risk capital just came back in and right. everybody, once we closed our round, that's when everybody said, hey, can we still give you money? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was it was bittersweet for us, but yeah, I'm glad we got through it. And how many uh, staff you got? It was a team? 14. 14. Uh, You're now hiring? Uh, we have stopped hiring for the year, but um, 14 of us all distributed around the world, South Korea, Canada, Thailand, uh, five in Perth and the remainder in the East Coast. Right. Um, all remote, so full remote team. And we created the product and launched the product in a full remote setting. So you're already launched now? So when, when's La- the launch? We launched on the 22nd of September right. uh, and we've been in market now for about eight weeks, um, 17,000 downloads, growing at about 30% per week. Um, and, yeah, the theme of financial management right now in a really sort of difficult time, people um, unsure about what their job prospects are going to look like yep. um, means that they're keeping an eye on their money a lot more. And that's so. what your that's what we money does. So targeted at millennials or who's the sort of uh, it's group? Seventy uh, percent of our user base are thirty five or younger, um, and we weight more towards people um, age eighteen to twenty five. Um, and it's designed for people that really, if you've got say three or four different financial accounts, it gives you a singular view of your money in one place, tracks and monitors your credit score and your credit health. Um, and also we have a community feature that allows you to get help and support from other people that are going through your same situation. Right. So if you're looking for a side hustle, you can speak to another Wee Money member that's going through the same thing and to help support you through that journey so you don't have to go out alone. That's great. Mm. Okay, that's awesome. Renee, how was pandemic for Bunsters? I think like everybody else in about March or April, we just went, oh, what's going to happen? And then sales just started going up. And right. up and up. And so March this year was double what March was last year. Um, and the sales just kept going up. And then we ran the equity crowdfunding campaign with Virtual and raised $2 million. And because yeah. it was so, you know, everybody just loves that story about the Perth mum, you know, with the hot sauce. We got, <laughs> we got all of it. We got like 92 media hits and then sales went... 
Yeah, she's a, she's had a baby. Um, the sales just you went. You did. Through. You had a baby as well. On baby. top of that, make you know. Have you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not making right. seventy million profit, but you know, I had a baby, um, and so the sales went through the roof. And they said, like, now we, we actually can't like fulfil. Basically, wow. there's more demand than we can make, which is a great problem to have, but it's also very unprofessional. And where are most of the sales? I know you're very big in the US. Yes, 50-50, but I think Australian supermarkets have tipped over and now it's probably like 40, 40% US, 60% Australian because the supermarkets are pumping and now pretty soon the bottle shops are going to be pumping as well. And that's when you're bringing out your chilli vodka. Yes. I can have, let about 10 people do a shot. <laughs> bottles are only 500 mils so yeah put your hand up and I have to film it so, yeah, oh right. his hand's going up all right. yeah alright we got if little creatures will let me bag shine some booze in here <laughs> then I've also got some free hot sauce for whoever wants it and equity crowdfunding talk mm. to us about that that's a relatively new way of funding startups and, and scale ups and growth companies um, and I see my good friend Julian uh, Illich from Tiller Rises in the audience. Um, that's not very good for those of you listening on the podcast, but he is here smiling away because I think you raised over a million in equity crowdfunding as well. Anyone else? I may have done anyone, anyone else missed, but tell us some of the tricks and tips of equity crowdfunding. It's a new way of funding startups. Shoulder pads. Okay. Yeah, wear shoulder pads in your video, in your pitch video. Um, I think they, the, the – Julian, did you try that? Yeah. No. You see? You, You'd have raised two, not you one. You want to hit two, mate. Um, the, what's been killing it on equity crowdfunding this year yeah. has been medical marijuana – and um, food and beverage. So it, it's if your industry is hot right now um, and you can make a cool video because you're appealing to the average Joes who don't know anything about investing. I got so many emails from people who said, this is my first investment, Renee, we're only investing because of you. So oh. you have to put your best foot forward in that video and really pitch yourself. You've got to have great PR. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole thing, the kind of pitching you're doing. Like I'm glad you had success with VCs, but I think like the average Joe would just go, oh. I don't understand, which yeah. was what I was doing when you were explaining what you do. You're very so, modest. I saw your videos, and Julian's very good. I've seen your recent yeah, uh, equity crowdfunding videos for Tiller Rides as well. But it does come down to that. You mm. you have got some talent to, to camera. I've done a bit of that. That's not easy. You are very entertaining Thank you. on camera. Thank you. Now, you've got a TV journalism background, yeah. so I think that's unfair like for 15 one. 15-year apprenticeship behind right. that video. I was like, it's all about this moment and these <laughs> yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah. I, I try to find the video. I don't, you should go and find it. Where do you? Where do you? It's been taken down. Oh, such, it was so <laughs> funny. Shit is damn. It was so well cut together and so funny and yeah. so entertaining. Yeah, put a lot of work into. It. And the reason why? Do you know what? We were actually going to launch the campaign in about April. Yeah. And it and we didn't have anything. We were just going to say, "Hey, we're busters. Give us money because we're great and you love us." And I'm filming the video in the supermarket while people are panic buying toilet paper behind <laughs> me wearing you. masks. And I'm like, i got a bad feeling about this. Anyway, take two. And I just kept filming it. And then we went home and edited it. And then, this, you know, we go into lockdown while we're like, yeah, we're going to launch next week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was the one who had to just slam my hand on the table and say, no. We're not doing this. And I had everyone at Birchill and my whole advertising team and all the people who work in my company, which is only really one other person who gets to say <laughs> And they all said... Husband, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to do this? Come on, come on, come on. And every week they're like, 
can we do it this week? Can we do it this week? And I just said, no, everybody's freaking out. Nobody is going to spend any money that they can't spare because we don't know what's going on. And so we waited and I saw during um, COVID that there was this massive groundswell of support for Australian-made food because we it we lost our shit when you couldn't buy toilet paper. Like we all started panicking. Yeah. What, what happens if this happens to the beef or... And that's when I realised, okay, we've got to go strong. Well, the hot on the, sauce. On the Australian. We're going to need a hot sauce. Well, we're going to need a hot sauce on, yeah. a, on the Australian made angle and the fact right. that we need to support Australian farmers and all of that, which is what we already did. So I just changed the whole angle of the video. Yeah. Boom. Chili but didn't you introduce the chili vodka as well? And then you were at about a million and then you introduced chili vodka and it went boom, two million, didn't it? I think like, this is going to come up later in the chat. And when you're like, are you proud of anything this year? I was like, yeah, me like pulling a product out of my bum in the space of a week. That made us raise a million dollars in a week. As wow. Well. But you've ended up with quite a lot of shareholders. Would that not be a downside of equity crowdfunding? You, if have you a lot read of- their emails, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if you let them have a say. <laughs> you know this is going out as a podcast. <laughs> They're all allowed to send us an email, to invest at Bunsters Worldwide yeah. and all And you read emails. each email diligently. Everyone and, before and, bed. And reply. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah we've only had to give one person's money back so okay. far who was a bit of a troublemaker okay. yep. <laughs> like I said, I've made videos to the investors going if you've got a problem I will give you your money back right now and we got one oh yeah. bless but so you didn't answer my question how many did you end up with oh 1500 in this lot no yeah, 1500, 1500 different shareholders different oh shareholders. my god average order was a thousand dollars bless them yeah bless their little cotton socks yeah all right, great. Um, I've got a few more questions, but I want to have time for audience questions. And the lady from Adelaide's already had a hand up, yeah, I think. And there's one over there as well. So, uh, or you're just stretching or something. So, if you want to have a think of a question, I've got a couple more, then I might throw it out and then we'll uh, wrap this up. But it's so entertaining. How do you convince large financial companies, Dan, to let you integrate your We Money product with them? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think. W- we, um, there's two things. Number one, I think everyone is doing Zoom meetings right now. So everyone's going to be at home, right? I don't think I've ever seen somebody like in a proper office in the last sort of six months. So I think everyone's in the same boat. And I think for us um, as well, we, um, we did a lot of that pre-work relationships actually before we started the business. So before we started WeMoney, before we even got to the point of actually getting investors' money, is getting those pre-commitments from all of these companies before we started and, and taking them across that journey. One of those companies that we got on board was Experian. So Experian's the world's largest credit bureau. Uh, we're dealing with obviously very you know sensitive information, um, and uh, they were bought on that journey from the first fundraise to the second fundraise. So they gained a lot of comfort. Um, but what we've since noticed is that a lot of our we've got now th- uh, six partners um, from different financial services companies that have come on board. So if you've got a mortgage, uh, you come to the WeMoney platform and it. Um, uh, runs an algorithm to see whether or not you're paying too much and then it makes a recommendation about where you could be saving money afterwards. And we thought those conversations would be like a root canal. And um, <laughs> funny enough, they weren't. We okay. um, That was so keen to partner up because their businesses were also in a state where they were trying to find customers and how, how could they partner with companies. We actually found it pretty interesting. Um but the other thing that I would make mention of is that the strength of also our investors. Our investors are, you know, Better Labs, RAC, you know, one of West Australia's most trusted institutions. 
that helped out a lot. When people sort of hear that, they kind of know that right. if they've done their DD to invest in the company, then they're going to trade their sort of trust. To so you're one of four us. companies, I think, that they backed, apart from what they put into Plus 8 this year. Correct. That, yeah. That's four been individual announced. investments. Yeah. 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 And you got Perth Angels money, I think. Is that right, did, Renee? In 2019, yeah. um, that was my first experience with pitching. I went to the Perth Angels. You I came and took some very unflattering photos of me. No, I was no, like no. six months pregnant and sweaty and just like... <laughs> 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 no, not so. um, But we got some fantastic angels yeah. on board who um, really helped us, and they were the ones who like said... Raph and people like that. Raphael, yep. Kimberly Bell. Yeah. Um, why are you not equity crowdfunding? Because uh, oh, I'm pregnant and I can't be bothered. But honestly, <laughs> raising money from angels was way easier than doing an equity crowdfunding campaign. Cool. Matt, 150 staff in WA, most of them are engineers. Can you get enough good engineers in Perth? Or have you just got them all and the rest of us don't have them as a result? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually have found Perth a really good location to hire development talent. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, I think one of the reasons for us is because it's quite easy for us to differentiate ourselves here. You know, you're right. looking at all the other companies in Perth, the big mining, oil and gas companies, and do something different. Come join a scale-up that's making so much money and, and we're in the gaming industry, social <laughs> gaming. So, yeah, we found it quite easy to convince people and retain people for that reason. Um, I think, and the price point's uh, pretty decent in Perth as well. If you start looking elsewhere, which we, we have looked elsewhere in other locations as well, like Eastern Europe, and it's starting to become a bit of a global market because, you know, everyone can work remote now. So why wouldn't someone from Eastern Europe work for a company where they can make a lot of money yeah. in the US? Uh, and that's what we're noticing. So that the price point for software development ta talent is starting to balance out. And yeah, and we've got all competitors over there now as well. So competing for that talent. So there's Microsoft, Google, all these places are, are moving to those low-cost locations. Yeah. Super hard to convince them to come over to us when they're working for Google. But here, yeah, we're, we're just competing against um, yeah mining and oil and gas companies. And yeah, I think as a startup, you should be able to convince people to join your cool new idea pretty easily, I reckon. Okay. We got a question from Josephine Muir from the audience, and maybe we'll have time for one or two others. So... Catch my eye if you want to ask a question. Joe. So I want to ask, um, you know, what are you most proud of this year? But I can't get over the fact that you've got all of these uh, shareholders. How do you manage that number? Because we're still choking on our beer. Um, <laughs> how do we manage them? Oh, really good communication, which is the, the whole way that our business was built off communication. And so every month I give them an update, let them know what's going on with this, what's going on with that. And if they have issues, we just have this one email address. If they ever make comments on social media, we just hide, 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 hide. Please email this. And we just make it harder for them to hassle us on social media. Um, and there hasn't been much management, but communicate constantly with them. And this is where my 15-year apprenticeship in TV has come in handy, is that I'm quite happy to just go, Oi, you guys, stop messaging me about where your rewards are. And, like, it was, it was, a, bit, it was a bit sweaty and, and aggravated. And then just, like, all the emails stop. They're like, oh, she's a bit upset. We won't. It's like, try that. Actually, if, you, if you don't follow Renee uh, on social media, she is a riot. So her Instagram is just hilarious. Bunsters WW. There you go. This is just a comment for Renee. Oh, and, again, it's just because you've got such a comical way in the way that you're presenting all the information. And I just, I just couldn't help think about laughing when you said you were going to 
do the uh, promo at during the panic buying of the TV when you were selling hot chilli sauce and people are having the oh, sauce oh, and they're no. running and buying the paper and it just wasn't. <laughs> With masks on as well. Yeah. I just didn't get it. I think that, you know, if, if you remember back to March or April when it was happening here in Perth as well, we're just all kind of like, what's going on? And I'll just keep filming my video. It was a dollar a roll at the IGA in South Perth and I didn't have any money. My card wouldn't work. I needed some. I just, I'll never forget that day. Look, this has been fantastic. It's been a fillip. It's been positive. I knew it would be, and that's why I chose you three guys. Three great startups in WA. There's loads more in the room here. Give them all a big round of applause for you. Yeah. Weren't they great? Thanks to the panel, Matt James, Renee Bunster, and Dan Javovsky. And we wish them all the best for 2021 and beyond, as we do for any startup out there trying to do new things, break into new markets, and make the world a better place. Yes, it's been a strange, disruptive year. Not the one we thought we would be faced with, but disruption is what startups eat for breakfast, so no surprise to hear that they raised money, have grown their businesses, and are positive about the future, which is what everyone here at Startup West and Startup News hopes for you. Thanks for listening to our podcast this year. Our next series will be out in January, where we'll have more chats with local West Australian startups who have been there and done it, or are right here and doing it. One thing you can do for us is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps grow our audience. And we'd also love to hear from you. Thanks for that. And also thanks to our sponsors. Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is only made possible by the support from these wonderful organizations. So here they are, Space Cube Coworking Spaces, New Industries Fund from Jitsi, Curtin University, the City of Perth, RSM, and Dinner Twist. I also want to shout out to my co-hosts on Startup West, the wonderful Carly Norman and Danelle Cross. Thanks so much. You've been awesome. And earlier in the year, Natalie Milne. And everyone who's been on the show, we've had 26 people interviewed on the pod this year. And in half the shows, we had a female founder, which just shows the depth and diversity of our startup scene here in WA. All power WA startups. So it's Charlie Gunningham signing off for 2020. May I wish you a great Christmas and New Year. Stay safe, take some time off, restore the energy, and go again in 2021. We certainly will. Music